safetyfm.com with Jay Allen. Changing safety cultures, one broadcast and one podcast at a time. Well, hello and welcome to an all new episode of Safety FM with Jay Allen. I hope everything is good and grand inside of your neck of the woods. And today we are going to hang out and do some stuff. So over the last few weeks, we've been talking about some of the conversations that we had while we were at the Global Safety Innovation Summit in Australia. Now, the interesting part was I got to sit down during this conversation and speak to Gordon Walsh. He is a principal consultant at Safety Center of Excellence at Energy Safety Canada. Now, of course, we sit down and we talk about the event that is coming up at Energy Safety Canada here relatively quick. And then we go into the whole ordeal of what we're seeing there while we're in Australia. So sit down, relax, and take a listen to this conversation between me and Gordon Walsh right here on Safety FM with Jay Allen. Well, Gordon, we're here. We're here. We're here in Australia. It's it's interesting as I look at this because the journey where I met you was all the way in Banff. I mean, we had met virtually now that I think about it. We had met via Zoom, if I remember correctly, at the Hop Hub. At this point, I feel like it was centuries ago, but this was, what was it, 2020, 2021? Uh, Yeah, something something there, Jay. And then we met in Florida, if you remember. Oh, yes. Uh, We were down in Fort Lauderdale, so a year ago from now. Wow. Um, yeah. a good year ago and that was a that was a heck of a conference no that was st pete st pete st pete sorry you're you're fine you're fine yep it was in florida i remember that st petersburg beautiful place and now we're in australia apparently we're trying just to, to follow the pretty weather it looks like yeah mm-hmm. absolutely and i can tell you coming from uh, calgary this is uh this is a very nice uh, a nice lift here on the with the warm sun so so uh, first i mean i have to tell you it's been close to a year since we were up in banff for doing doing your conference and I was so impressed as being there. Number one, I thought it was in Harry Potter land starting off. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 I said that to Todd and he, he kind of chuckled at the time. But the amount of things that were going off, I, going on at the event and yeah. the things on how it was placed and the placement. And you had two very large hotels, two pretty, two pretty pr- large prominent hotels that were stacked in regards to the amount of people that were coming to your event. Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to sit with you and be like, "Hey, how, did, how does this all come about?" Yeah, that's a, it's a full year of planning with our with our team and our our in house staff, and they work with a third party agency as well, uh, and of course, uh, in cooperation with the Bam Springs Hotel to secure those facilities for multiple years out. Um, they they book up and they're you know it's it's one of the most beautiful places in in the world. There's no two ways about it. Oh, absolutely. It's just absolutely stunning there, and uh, we had such great weather. And uh, last year, and and we had a full house. We had you know eight hundred, eight hundred uh, um, delegates there. Uh, lots of people uh, um, coming from far and wide to to really you know dive into the the new view and you know hob hop space. So this is yeah, it's been a it's been a journey. That's a, it's a long standing conference, but we've really accelerated the last couple of years with the the interest in the 
presenters that we've been able to uh, to bring to Banff. So how did this come about? How did this conference, even if you have the history of it, how did it come about? How, did, how was the plan all of a sudden fall into place of, okay, we're going to move forward, put this together in one of the most beautiful places that you can go to in the world? I mean, let's just be realistic. Yeah, that, that's a good question, but it's been, it, we've been in the Banff Springs for the last half dozen years, I believe, and then we were over at the Banff Center before that for many years. Uh, I've been with the organization 14 years, so been going up there for, you know, yearly. Um, how many years before that, that we've been in Banff? I'm not, I'm not positive, but the, uh, the, uh, uh, conference itself has been going for over 50 years. Oh, wow. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it services the oil and gas industry. It's always been that place where people connect and, uh, make, make new friends and, and, and learn a little something new in the, you know, what's, what's at the forefront of, uh, health and safety in the industry. So how did you start getting involved with Energy Safety Canada? How did, how did this come about? So 14 years, how did the path start for you? Yeah. So for me, it was, uh, I, I've been in working in health and safety for 21 years. I worked for, uh, trucking association in, uh, in, in Alberta, in, in, based out of Calgary. That was my first job in health and safety. And then I moved into uh, manufacturing and worked there for a number of years. And uh, the, an opportunity come up with the oil and gas industry. We were in for at the time. And um, our VP, Paula Kempkin, approached me and said, you know, we got some openings if you're interested. And, uh, and I said, you know, it's time to learn a little bit about the oil and gas industry in this great province that I live in in Alberta. So I hadn't worked in the industry. So it gave me an opportunity to, to get that inside look. And here I am 14 years later and, uh, and I'm still loving the job. It's a great people to work with in a great industry. So it wasn't one of those things where we're like, Oh, you haven't been doing too good. Let's go ahead and move, move you into the safety row. No, 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 I wasn't one of those. Uh, yeah, my, my life started out very different. I, I worked heavy equipment operation. I did some underground mining in, uh, in Nova Scotia on the, on the East coast. And, uh, and I had a very much a life-changing experience there. I worked, uh, at what the West Ray coal mine, which actually, uh, blew up in, uh, 1992, May 9th of 1992, 26 miners were killed, the whole crew. I worked on some of the, uh, rescue efforts after that. And, uh, and that, that was a, that was a huge change for me. And it was, uh, if I would say, how does it relate to my, my work in HOP now? It's, it's quite relevant, uh, from the fact that when you work in a coal mine, you're much dependent on a, a lot of things that is beyond your control, the ventilation systems, the, the design, um, your, your, your crew, your activities, your equipment, your machinery, your, your methane monitors, all these things are, are very system, system-based things. And, and you as, as an individual person, you only have so much influence over that. You're, you're inserted into that environment. And if that environment is not designed and maintained correctly, then you can become a victim of that environment very, very easily. Um, and that's, and that's what coal mines, that's what happens in coal mines. So it's, uh, you have a lot of hazards and, and there's a lot of, uh, associated risk. It's, it's interesting when you start taking a look at it and how some of these things that you don't kind of associate at the time later down the road on how they have these things on how they tie in. It's amazing also on how you are able to, to, to say the date exactly May 9th, 1992 in regards to what occurred, because these are life changing events that occur. I mean, of course you have several, several miners that died during the time, but when you kind of look back and reflect at it, you go, okay, this is going to be a changing point in my career and what you're looking at. And then it's interesting on how you look at some of these other things that have come into your life and you're always able to go back to, this is a changing point on what's going on. Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, Jay, it's one of those things that 
for me, it's, it, it gave me a completely different appreciation for what it means to get up in the morning and go to work and come home at the end of the day. And so in my day-to-day work now, uh, in the last four years, I've been assigned to work uh, uh, in, in the human performance, human and organizational performance uh, operationalization within our industry. And as, as an employee of Energy Safety Canada, and this is always in the back of my mind, is that every person that is out there working, they're, they're there to make a living. And, you know, the, ro- the goal is reduce serious injuries, reduce fatalities, and get down to, if we want to talk about zero, that's the one we want to talk about zero on, is, is to have zero life-changing events. And, you know, I talked to Ivan Pobolidi about this last night on the bus going over to the event. And, you know, these are these are stories that, you know, you, you don't want to have these repeat stories. Maybe someday we won't have people talking about these these mega disasters in industry. And uh, so that's that's the, that's why it's such a it, it's a privilege to be involved uh, with an organization and with an industry that is pushing hard to eliminate serious injuries and fatalities. Well, I, I look around at some of the stuff that Energy Safety Canada is doing, and it's I would almost say it's, you're in the forefront in regards to what you're doing, not just in Canada, of course, but across the world. When you start taking a look at what are some of the things that are being implemented and done there, it's just amazing, amazing to look at the amount of resources that are putting into let's drive what needs to change inside of the industry. And I can't imagine having that kind of backing where all of a sudden it's this big push in regards to doing some of these, some of these things. And I know that yesterday we spoke briefly about some of the things that you're doing, but could you cover some of those sure. with the audience members? Yeah. You know, it's, it's in, in, to give you just a little bit of history on it, you know, our board of directors uh, are, are made up of people from industry and they're, and they're wise people and they're looking out a front and, you know, they, they realized, you know, four or five years ago with our, our chairman at the time was uh, John Ryan, former uh, Shell employee, and, and with our, our leadership team, our executive leadership team, that we needed to do something differently. We needed to change the trajectory of what we were seeing in industry. And in their, you know, in their, in their wisdom, they, they connected with the companies who were making strides in this area, Chevron being one of them. And uh, they decided that, look, we're going to put some resources into this. We're going to put a person in this position. And I just happened to be uh, available from uh, the, the training department. And, and they changed up my role and asked me if I was interested. And the great part about it is that they just said, go learn about human performance. And I started buying some books, calling some people. And a lot of those people were in the States or Australia and, uh, and, and making friends across the world and talking about what we wanted to do. Started a community of practice, and we called it our, our speaker series. So we're four years in now. We've had incredible presenters on, and we got uh, my my year is almost booked up now till till the end of November for to have more uh, people on. And this has been a you know I started off with eighteen people, and we got two hundred and twenty people on that list now. And mm-hmm. and these are folks that are they're they're learning, they're motivated, they're they're interested. Uh, and they really want to make a change. So we're creating that, you know, that momentum as an organization. And part of that, as we, as we started to grow that, that, that part of the, the, the community of practice, we also uh, teamed up with uh, Dr. Tristan Casey and Kim Bancroft from Australia here. And we put together a 10 week uh, safety evolution workshop that we've uh, held a hosted online. 
and we'll be running that again. And uh, we've we've ran that course where it's trying to take people from where they currently are so they can critically assess their their programs and then look at moving into a better space and and you know in more in line with with the new view safety differently and in the, in the, that terminology. Uh, so that that's been a great project. Myself personally, I've done a ton of one hour, two hour sessions with organizations. And I have the freedom to do that. There's, we, we support thousands of companies. Um, those companies pay part of my wages. So I'm, I'm fully free to go and do presentations and, and, and not have to create contracts for payment or, you know, that I'm not a consultant. I'm my, my role as principal consultant, but I'm, I'm a, I support industry. That's what my role is. So let's, so, let's talk about that for a moment. So how did you see that there was the need in the industry at the time that, okay, so this doesn't exist. We're, I mean, we're talking four years back and yep. I mean, we're in a different world four years ago. Let's, let's be realistic. I mean, we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic or at least the beginning of the, the beginning of it. So how did all of a sudden did you go, how, how did you come to the determination? This is a need. Let's move forward with this. Yeah. And we had a bit of a, uh, you know, we had a bit of a strategic meeting four years ago with our, with our president and CEO, uh, Marie Elliott and our vice president, Paula Kampkin. And we sat down and said, look, what, what can we do? How can we affect change with industry? How can we support change? And uh, Chevron was was uh, kind enough to have us come down and do a full day of training with them. And that really opened our eyes. And coming from my training background with the organization, it was like, okay, let's, we need to put a plan in place here to uh, identify where there's where there's gaps in in people's knowledge, where uh, what access they have, what's the level of education in this space, and we found out pretty quickly that there were a few people that were that were knowledgeable, but they were working for individual companies. It wasn't uh, you know there wasn't a, a collective amongst the HSE personnel of the oil and gas industry that were really knowledgeable in this. So that's where I just dug in and grabbed some books, started doing some work internally ourselves and contacting key people in organizations and say, Hey, what do you guys think we need? And people were pretty vocal to say, look, we need to get, we need to get this message out to the, to the boots on the ground, people that are doing the work to the operations people. We need to go to Fort McMurray to our, to our oil sands groups. So we put some one day uh, seminars together. Those were filled uh, very quickly. 50 persons in the room, great discussions all day, really candid discussions about how, um, how work is actually done, not just about how it's planned, but how it's done and carried out. And what are those challenges when you're working in minus 30 or minus 40 and, and you have a new crew or where you're, you don't have the experienced people that you need or whatever the case may be, or you have so many procedures that it's virtually impossible to keep up with them and, and even to carry those out in the way they're, the way they're written. So we really exposed a lot of the things that were that workers were having difficulty with, and we had these very candid conversations between the big operating companies and the contractors at the same time. And it, and it's not a it's not a headbutting affair; it's actual collaboration for the common good. Let's reduce serious injury and fatality, and there and that that's where the focus is coming from, and it's coming from across industry. The big operators at one time, it was like, contractors, go away, do your training, do what you have to do, show up and do your task. 
Now it's like contractors. We're glad to have you in the room with us. Uh, is there anything you need from us? Uh, you know, Exxon Mobil, Imperial Oil uh, Canada are sharing their resources. Chevron sharing their resources. Shell sharing their resources. Suncor, Syncrude, all of these various groups are highly motivated to have the contracting companies that, that they work with hand in hand um, succeed in this space. And, and all about reducing serious injury and fatality. But isn't it interesting how Energy um, Safety Canada is almost like the gel in between the companies that are just kind of going, okay, let's push this forward to the forefront. I mean, if you take a look at it in regards of you're going, you're going to them and saying, what do you need? They're sharing resources with you. You're able to gel, okay, here we'll call it gap management for the purpose sure. of this. But there's some gap management here that we can talk about and say, okay, well, this company's doing this. This other organization's doing this. How can we get together? And you're coming in and saying, okay, let's do the best of both worlds. Absolutely. And industry funds a very good portion of our, our budget for the run of a year through our WCB dividend system that we have in Alberta. We're a, we're a funded safety association by industry. And so industry gives us our marching orders. Our executive put that into a plan and then we carry it out as staff. And it's, I can tell you, it is the best job in the world to go to companies and say, how can I serve you? It is, and that's our role. It's, it's, how can we serve you? What can we do to, uh, to bring something to you that maybe you don't have the resources yourself to get? Um, you know, we just hosted a, we just hosted a one day event in Calgary two weeks ago with Brent Sutton and Jeffrey Lith come up and did a, a one day seminar. Uh, we co-host it with Imperial Oil Canada. Uh, we, at their facility in, in, uh, in Calgary, we had a full house, uh, People learned a lot on the 4Ds and, and uh, you know, the, the seminar on learning teams. That's the kind of collaboration that we really, um, you know, strive for with industry. Uh, and, and in that, and, and really keeping it at a price where uh, dollars are not going to keep you out of that chair. We want people coming in, learning, taking it back, and then reaching out to us again for more. The more they reach out for us the more we'll put our thinking caps on to provide those services. So I can, I, I look back at this and, I, and I'm kind of sitting here listening to you talk and, and it's great to be able to, to serve, especially the industry that you're in. But I look at it and I go, your knowledge base have, must have grown significantly as you're going down this path. I mean, I can't imagine from when you, they were saying, here's a sheet of paper, come up with, come up with something, make a plan to where you're at today. Absolutely, uh, Jay. Like this has been a, it's been a, you know, it's been a very humbling uh, journey for me. It's, I, I thought I knew a fair bit about safety management before I, I went down into this road, and then I, you know, read Sidney Decker's book and Hall Nagel's book and you know Todd Conklin's books and you know uh, uh, Andy and and Bob Roberts' uh, book and and many many more. And when you and then started sharing them and socializing an insider organization. We started having meetings with our own staff so we could build capacity in-house. And all the while, your knowledge is, is, is increasing and your understanding. And, you know, when I talked to Sydney last night, I had a great uh, chat with Sydney Decker last night coming back on the bus. And I said, there's nothing that I've read out of all the stuff that's been published that makes me go, I, I, I fundamentally disagree with this or... I don't understand where, where these authors are coming from. I, I have not had that experience. Um, 
some of it is more difficult to to understand how you would how to operationalize things or how to implement things because it's very specific to individual companies and it takes some it takes some uh, beard stroking and you know some <laughs> some head scratching in order to kind of sit there with your coffee and think a bit about how okay how do we how do we operationalize this how do we put that in into motion and and but the the one thing that I I don't claim to be at the front of the room is any kind of an expert when I'm delivering these seminars so I say I'm I'm truly I'm in the intermediary area from you know what what the academics have put together what the research has has uh, proven to be good practice and we're trying to say hey this might work for you and and really being being um careful about when we're talking to companies not to say you know what you've been doing is bad no what you've been doing is great we've inter- we've uh, decreased injuries in in 20 years we've we've in our industry we've decreased uh overall injuries by 30% in in our in our space but our fatalities over the last 12 years that fatality rate has stayed flat and that's the one that I remind the people of. This is not cut fingers. This is not a broken finger. This is when people lose their life. And and what we have to do is that we have to put that focus on these life-changing events and and those and that's what drives me to, you know, read the academic papers as slow of a reader as I am and to try to do that. But absolutely, I feel much more comfortable talking about the concepts and I don't have to second guess myself as much. But coming to a conference like this in Alberta and listening to Bob and Andrea yesterday doing their workshop and listening to Todd and Sidney Decker and Ivan Pobaletti and and uh, many others, to actually just sit and do a recheck on my own understanding of things, this is this is really a powerful opportunity for me to just make sure that I kind of level set in, in how I'm how I'm speaking about these concepts. I mean, and as you look at it, as we're at this Global Safety Innovation Summit, I, I've been screwing up the name quite a yeah. bit as I've been doing these recordings. This is the first time they've done anything like this here. And to think that you have 603 delegates sitting in this room next to us Absolutely. coming here to, to take a listen in. It's it's not an easy place to get to. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I mean... It was quite a flight just to get here. Not a bad thing, but I look at it and I go, these are people that are wanting more information. And you're seeing it North America side in regards to what's going on. So when you see something like this, what does it do to your drive? You know, this is this to me just it it really reinforces what we're doing in Banff there. uh, And it's giving us some other great ideas of how we can kind of diversify our, our days and our, at our BAMF conference to maybe engage more people or give, uh, you know, a different level of opportunity for engagement with the presenters. The workshops are, are great. These small workshops really help people to uh, feel free to ask questions that they that have been unanswered in their mind for a period of time. And to really have somebody at the front of the room who has, you know, good expertise and understanding in this. I watched this yesterday with, you know, with Andrea and Bob. They answered some very tough questions, but the people felt comfortable to, to speak their mind. There's no, the, what I've really noticed Jay in this space of the safety professionals and practitioners who are interested in learning about human and organizational performance and operationalizing it and, and, and the other titles that come with it. Um, what, what, what I'm seeing is people that are open 
to learn. They're they're humble. They're not they're not fearful that they're going to ask a stupid question. They're just they really want the best for their organizations. And we've heard some great stories here of of how people have implemented this, and it's making a difference in their in their groups. It's making, and we're seeing. You know, Ivan Pobaletti talked about you know the the U.S. Forest Service and their and the reduction in their their fatalities from seventeen down to down to zero in the last two years. You know, uh, these are the kind these this is powerful proof to me that you know we're on the we're on the right we're on the right path here. So talk to me a little bit about about the uh, the conference that you have coming up here at the beginning of the well at the end of April beginning of May. Yeah, and we're we're really excited. We have uh, you know Sidney Decker's coming coming up, and he's going to be uh, headlining. He's going to be on the on the 29th, I think it is. He's going to be dealing at our, our executive summit. That's where we bring uh, executives of our energy industry uh, into uh, uh, downtown uh, down at the Petroleum Club, and uh, we'll do a morning session there. And uh, Sydney will have you know a, a, a captive audience of leaders in our industry. And to really be able to impress upon uh, that that group what's 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 new what's what's uh, you know what is the path to a better to a better better place a better trajectory than where we've been, and so Sydney will be doing that. But um, let me interrupt you real sure. quick on that, and I apologize. But that Petroleum Club one—that's by invite only. I want to make that's sure right. that, that I want to make sure that I have that correct. Yeah, absolutely, and that is. Uh, but any anyone you know that's in our industry can certainly contact our uh, our communications manager and 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 get the invite for that. The the what we're trying to do is get the highest level people in the organization in the same place at the same time to hear, you know, the latest uh, messaging on. On, uh, on health and safety in this space. Um, then the following day on the 30th, I believe it is, uh, we will be in Banff. And for three days, we'll have, you know, uh, lots of speakers up there, concurrent speakers. And, you know, we have Dr. Sean Brady coming from Australia, Dr. Dave Proven, um, you know, uh, Dr. Sid uh, um, will be coming as well. He's going to be doing his presentation, Sid Decker. Uh, and there's and there's many more that will be there. We have a gentleman that was a former employee of Boeing going to be coming and talking about the 737 MAX and uh, and how that unfolded. So there'll be lots of interest in that, I'm sure. Uh, Lauren Mooney will be there talking about, uh, you know, sitting in and how we create that psychological safety space and all of those things. So we have a lot of uh, workshops happening at the same time. Brent Sutton and uh, Josh Bryant will be doing uh, a real case study on the 4Ds and, and how that's made a difference in, in Josh's company here in Australia. So we're, we're super excited. It'll be, it'll be flat out busy for one week. As you know, you've been there last year, Jay, and it's, uh, um, it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of uh, people working, collaborating. Um, we had that hellish forest fire there last year, right around the Banff area that got out of control. And we ended up having to go from the barbecue being outside to an indoor event. And, and our, our staff managed that quite nicely. And everybody ended up having a good time. Oh, you have but, some, uh, you have some magicians that are on your team there and, I'm not calling anybody out in particular, but but Amy is quite excellent at what she does in regards, in regards yeah. to putting that Amy stuff together. Amy and Carly are the they're the driving force in our office to organizing this stuff, and the rest of us just kind of fall in line. And, <laughs> and we're, we're kind of told what to do and and help out and where we where we need to. And but we have a we have a great staff and great leadership, right from our you know our CEO and president uh, Murray right down through Paula as our VP, 
and all the folks that fall fall in line there to to make this happen. And of course, the Banff Springs, they understand how to do their job. They're they are they're experts. They they have that little castle in the mountains there, and they're they're proud of where they work and uh, and the services they provide to us and our our stakeholders. So, if people want to find out more information about the event, where can they go? Yeah, they can go to energysafetycanada.com right on our, our website, and you can see on I think it's on the right hand side of that opening page uh, is the conference details, and there's still openings uh, there to to get in, but I'm sure they're going to start booking up and 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 filling up fast. Um, the workshops fill up really quick uh, no two ways about it but I can say after all the years I've been there the last two to three years of the energy in the room and the the collaborative spirit amongst the safety people in the room and when I talk to people individually and say what are you getting from this what are you what are you learning or what are you able to take back and they the conversations there's there's nobody hesitant to say this is this is great. This is awesome. These people, these presenters are really, really knowledgeable. We really appreciate the fact we can reach out to them afterwards. And you know, we have a we have so much capacity at Energy Safety Canada. But part of my role as well is is really linking with experts around the world and knowing knowing the capabilities of those experts, so that when companies call me and ask for very specific. Activities. Well, then I can refer a Todd Conklin, or I can refer a Brent Sutton, or or, or uh, you know an Ivan Pabaliti, or somebody else uh, that's that's there that has that, or a Jeff Lith, or whoever. And I can say, yeah, these people are out there working. These people are doing these kinds of things. You should talk to them. Tony Mashera is a is a guy who you know uh, did a bunch of work with us on critical steps. You should talk to him. Um, so that's that's part of my role as well is to try to identify. And just be that kind of middle person to, uh, you know, facilitate some discussions, introductions, all those things. And another person I didn't mention uh, that we're really excited about having at the conference is Dr. Matt Hallowell. Okay. So, and, mm-hmm. and as you know, Dr. Hallowell is the, you know, he's the executive director for the Construction Safety Research Alliance. And they do a ton of great work. And we're a member uh, of that uh, organization. And we work on some of the research projects there as well, as well at the University of Boulder. And we're thrilled that we're, we're getting Matt to come up. And, uh, so it's going to be, you know, where there's energy, there's injury. Where there's more energy, there's more potential for injury. And that's, uh, you know, that's Matt's world. And, uh, in the, in, in, and he's going to be putting on some great presentations and a workshop as well. So, Well, Gordon, I appreciate the work that you and Energy Safety Canada are doing to try to make this world a better place. Thank well, you for coming on. That's awesome, Jay. And I appreciate you taking the time to uh, give us a little airspace here just to uh, talk about our conference and what we do. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.